Welcome back here to Philly versus the world. We are on episode three of season two. Chris Kofsky, Drew Bishop, and John Iliano holding it down here on Philly versus the world. I know the listeners, they, they can't see what I'm wearing right now. I am wearing a Patty Mahomes Texas Tech Red Raiders jersey. And John, why am I wearing this Patrick Mahomes jersey? Because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league besides Carson Wentz. I scratched the last part, but <laughs> who in this room last year and this year said, and I quote, Patrick Mahomes is a product of his weapons. I think it was uh, a kid they call Andrew. Yes, yes. It'd be Drew Bishop. And uh, I don't know. I was watching the games. I didn't see Tyreek Hill out there. Did you? Nope, I didn't. And uh, how many how many passing touchdowns did Patty Mahomes have? Four. How many yards? Quarter. How many yards did he throw? Uh, over like four hundred. Yeah, too high of a number for me to count. Yeah, yeah. I it, saw it, Travis Kelsey. I saw Sammy Watkins. Oh, but you I never said Sammy weapon. Watkins was a product of his weapons. No, I didn't and, say Sammy Watkins was a product and, of his weapons. He's a good wide receiver. And, and who did Drew say last year was going to win the MVP? Didn't he say Andrew Luck was his favorite? That was his early. I don't f- remember him saying that. Oh, I remember I, him saying I, that. I, did you say that? Uh, I, I said Andrew Luck was Ooh. my sleeper quarterback. Well, I don't he know said he's going to be better oh, he's than sleeping Mahomes. Already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's snoozing right now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's sleeping, but the point of the matter is, Drew, your takes, they suck. I suppose so. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> they suck. They suck eggs. I guess so. Oh, my God. It's okay. That's all right to be wrong. We still love you. We're always all wrong here in Philly versus the world. That's a good way to promote the podcast, Chris. We're always all wrong. That should be our new, our new uh, slogan. Philly versus the world. We're, we're wrong. <laughs> we're always wrong. <laughs> we're, we're wrong, but entertaining. It's there's a difference. There's People a difference. are just wrong and boring. They suck. That's true. That's true. Well, let's get into let's, it. Then. All right, let's get into it because maybe maybe we'll be right today. Probably so. not. Probably not. Well, uh, let's stop wasting time here with Trevor Simeon getting hurt on Monday and done for the season. The Jets are now on third string quarterback Luke Falk. With Darnold out until week five, should the New York Jets look at Colin Kaepernick? Yes, that's exactly my reaction. No, for many reasons why. One, the Jets don't need any more drama. Their head coach is causing all the drama because he's a big idiot. They don't need any more drama in New York. And also, Colin Kaepernick, I don't think he could still play football to a high level. What do you, like, you have to understand... Colin Kaepernick fits a certain type of offense. You need to build your offense around Colin Kaepernick. That's what Harbaugh did when he was in San Francisco. The Jets aren't going to just call Colin Kaepernick, who apparently I saw reports that his agent's reaching out to the Jets and the Steelers and the Jaguars because he wants a job that badly. The Jets aren't going to reshape their offense for four weeks until Darnold comes back and then say, oh, now we'll go back to the offense that we had. It's not going to happen. This is not a fit for the New York Jets. I'd rather march out Luke Falk out there and just see what happens, which probably means a loss after a loss after a loss after another loss, but it's okay. Because at least there's not any more circus acts or any more drama going around in New York. And I'm just saying, I would actually pull the trigger, if I think Darnold's going to be out for a little bit longer, I'd pull the trigger maybe on a Tyrod Taylor trade. Before I signed Colin Kaepernick. So, so Tyrod Taylor fits your system, but Kaepernick doesn't. Yes. Tyrod Taylor is also a mobile quarterback, Chris. Right, but the thing is, Kaepernick fit a certain, certain type of offense. I'm just saying a mobile. Uh, he, but Tyrod Taylor. What is the offense? Well, listen that, to this. Tyrod, first of all, it's Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. Think about it, He's a known backup quarterback. 
He's a known backup quarterback in this league. Okay, well, Colin Kaepernick's a known starting quarterback. Right, right. Who's so been I'm to saying, the Super Bowl. Taylor is able to come in and adjust to offenses because he's a backup. That's his job. Well, Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor came off of a Buffalo season where he was the starter, went to Cleveland and was the starter, and then was demoted to the backup. Yes, but prior to that, he was also a backup where? In Baltimore. Also spent some time in But Seattle. then he adjusted to being a starter, uh, and then he adjusted to Buff- vice no, versa. No, 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 Baltimore, you mean. That's where he well, after off. Baltimore, right, it was right, just Buffalo. Right, right. But I'm just, I'm just not about this for many reasons, and it's nothing to do with, you know, Kaepernick's stances and all that. I don't, I don't care what your stance is. Like, it's just that, one, I don't think the Jets need any more of distractions and kind of just noise around them. And, two, I just don't think he fits for at least just four weeks. He doesn't fit what the Jets are going to do. Why are we talking about Colin Kaepernick being the Jets quarterback? That it's been brought up. I've well, seen tweets about no, no, it. No, here's I'm why, saying as a, right? as a public, as a public sphere, oh, man, our teacher would be proud of me. But listen, that is that is some of the most bogus stuff ever. The guy hasn't played in three years. I'm in agreement with Chris. I th- honestly, when he wrote this topic down, I thought you might have been for it. I'm glad you're not because nope. I'm so sick and tired of Colin Kaepernick. I'm as you guys know, I hate politics, and that's Me just too. all he brings. Yeah. I hate it. I, I I liked watching him play, but it's over, dude. You're not ever going to play in the NFL. Go to the AFL. You, you know what? Just get a new identity and go to the NCAA if you, you're that desperate to go play. I'm so sick and tired of this guy, and he needs to get the heck out of the news. And Why do people just continue to just go back to, Colin Kaepernick, we need to sign him. No, stop with this crap. He's, he's done. So let me explain why people keep going back to Colin Kaepernick. So the the argument, the explanation here is, is that look at all the quarterback drama that's happened over this weekend alone. All of the quarterbacks that have been hurt, all of the starting jobs that have been opened, all of the backup jobs that have been opened and vice versa. And people look every single day at the headlines in which guy after guy after unqualified candidate jumps into a new backup role or jumps into a new starting role. So the media, so sensible people think to themselves, this is Colin Kaepernick, an AFC championship level quarterback, a guy who went to the Super Bowl, a quarterback who was considered one of the top of his class at the time that he was playing. How does he not get a tryout, a job, or something else, but all of these unqualified candidates are? And so a lot of it is what Chris is saying is the drama aspect. But Kaepernick's not playing on kneeling for his next team's national anthem. That's not what's going to happen. So the drama aspect, you might say, in forms of reporting or media, but honestly, I don't think that this is a out-of-the-world question to be asked. Why isn't Kaepernick getting calls? And his agent is calling people because his agent is thinking the same thing that everyone else is. There's so many jobs. How can Colin, a person who's proven in the NFL, not get a job, but Nathan Peterman finds himself on an NFL roster, game in and game out? That's the problem that's being perpetuated here, is that Kaepernick, despite having a pedigree, despite he's he's in perfect shape to play, trust me, we've seen all the Nike commercials, right? We've seen Odell's promotionals. He can play this game, and at least at a backup position. And a system fit is kind of just, it's kind of a stretch because it's not as if NFL teams can't adapt. It's not as if last season the Ravens didn't adapt to having Lamar Jackson in a role Well, they had an offense centered around Joe Flacco. So, you can say, oh, I don't think Colin Kaepernick deserves to be on a roster, but it makes sense as to why he would be in the news for this, why his agent would be active and out there. He's a quarterback who has expressed that he would like a job, and honestly, I don't see why he couldn't have a job amongst one of these teams. So let me just ask you this before we move on. Dak, say he goes down this week, long-term injury, 
Cooper Rush, right? That's yeah. The, Cooper Rush. Would you have more? Would you want the Cowboys? Would you be like, yeah, go sign Colin Kaepernick, or would you be like, yeah, I'm rather see what Cooper Rush can play? I, I would rather. I would rather have Cooper Rush because he has. He has. He he's been in the cow with the Cowboys for a few years now. Right. You're on your third string quarterback, Chris. So that's where the that's where the media comes in is because you're not on your second stringer, right? When when Darnold goes down and Simeon is up, no one is saying sign Kaepernick, right? You have a serviceable serviceable backup who has had 24 starts in the NFL, and then you have your young backup quarterback. Now you're at Luke Falk, and everything's off the table at this point. So why not sign Kaepernick for 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 two game for three games? Because Darnold's rumored to be back week five by the he Eagles. Will not they have, be, uh, he won't be back. No, 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 in week no, no. Five. Reports no, were today that he's. No, no, no I'm telling so, you. Dude. Reports are saying he says he feels good. He's waiting on clearance. The Jets have a bye before the Eagles, and they go to Philadelphia. They said he'll be back by week five. How about the Jets' schedule, man? They might go zero and seven. No, no, no. They, 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 they honestly could. But I'm saying, Darnold is gonna be back between week five, week seven. I just don't feel like it's serviceable to sign Kaepernick just for that long of a season. Even if it was a longer term deal, I still wouldn't be okay with it because he's not the future. Mm. He, you, I'm not going to mold an offense to him. I'd rather take Luke Falk and tank and get a good draft pick instead of just trying to, you know, scratch things fair. together for Colin Kaepernick. That's fair. That's just- All right, guys, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. After the loss of Big Ben, the Steelers made an aggressive trade on Monday for Minka Fitzpatrick, trading a first-round pick in this year's upcoming draft, 2020, for the cornerback. Seems kind of like a contention move, guys. You think this was a good move for the Steelers or not? And honestly, seeing this this trade, I was very confused very bewildered by this fact that the Steelers are trying to beef up their defense. This is not a move that someone who loses their starting quarterback should be thinking about, right? Because, you know, you're you're looking to 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 tank and to get that first round pick in a top 10 area. Odd from the Steelers, they seem to have confidence that their division is weak enough even with the emergence of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, you know, I I want to say this is an okay move. Because you got a good cornerback, a first-round caliber quarterback for a first-round pick, but it just doesn't seem to fit the the mold that the Steelers have right now. They don't really seem to have an identity. They don't really seem to have a central figure to rally around. A lot of people thought that that would be Juju Smith-Schuster, but that doesn't seem to be it. It seems like the most notable figures on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ryan Shazier are all players that aren't on the field for them at this point. Mm. And it's it's very odd. Their identity has become misconstrued, and it'll be even worse if they end up dropping, you know, two of their next three or something, and, you know, you're one in five. At that point, where are you going? You don't have a first-round pick? I, I don't know what your identity is. I, I think the Steelers made this move because they are confident that Mason Rudolph could lead this team to the playoffs. Apparently. And also... I think they're trying to get back to what worked for them in the mid-2000s. Troy Palomalu, Joey Porter, James Ferrier, all those good guys that they had on that defense, that's, that's why they traded up for Devin Bush. Like, this is – it's weird. You don't see the Steelers quite often being this aggressive mm. when they're grabbing a player, especially because, well, now they have Mason Rudolph. Some people don't even have them making the playoffs anymore. And that's – what? They might be a top-10 pick now. I'm more confident saying that they have a top-10 pick. Than what and I then did, them the going to the playoffs. Last year. I think it's it's a bold move. Would I have made this trade? I don't think so. I, I don't have that much confidence confidence in Mason Rudolph, but obviously the Steelers do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like on the fence about it. Like I, I I counted the Steelers out last week. If you guys remember, I said that, that I thought they'd be a wild card team. I saw what I had to saw. I, I I wrote the script on them. Now I'm just even more writing the script on them. I thought that even with Big Ben healthy, I. I bet on the Seahawks in that game. I like the Seahawks in that game. 
they played as the better team. Obviously, they came out on top. I like Mason Rudolph. He had, you know, some a good stretch in Oklahoma State. He has a big arm, you know, big 12 quarterback, loves to air the ball out. But I think this is a deal mostly for the future because Minka Fitzpatrick's only in his second year, right? He was a rookie last year. It's his second year. They're trying to make the defense, like John said, better. Back to those days of Blitzburg and all the powerhouse and the Palomalus and the Farriers and the Lawrence Timmons and all that stuff, you know? Like, that's what they want to go back to. Tough nose. Run the football with James Conner. We're going to smack you in the mouth on defense. So maybe this is not a move to say this year because there already have been talks that Big Ben says that this is not going to be the end, even though he's out for the season. So I think this is a move to really pad them for the future. I think they're kind of saying, we'll fight for now. We need to say, they needed help in the secondary, so it's good. You know, maybe Mason Rudolph can get them to 8-8, eight and eight, you know, maybe depending on what happens with the Jets and Sam Darnold. Maybe if the Browns, you know, in that AFC South, if teams kind of just keep playing mediocre, maybe it's a move to try to say we could we could hang on here. But I don't think Micah Fitzpatrick is going to make or break the Steelers st- season. You know, I don't think it's going to be like, okay, they lost Big Ben, but now Micah Fitzpatrick's on their team. Mm-hmm, yeah. They're 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 a good yeah. team now. No, they're still you know they're not the same team. Juju Smith Schuster is going to struggle. Teams are now going to stock the stack the box and say, hey, we're going to stop James Conner. We're going to make you throw the ball. Yeah, that, this. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that's what made it really confusing was last year when the Cowboys gave up a first rounder for Amari Cooper. It's like there's clearly an issue on the offense that can be fixed by having an offensive weapon on the exterior, right? Mm. That's that's what that was. The Steelers lose a guy, lose their starting quarterback, and insert a quality cornerback. It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, and for, how about the Dolphins side of this? You like the Dolphins getting what they got for Minkins? Yeah, yeah. Right? This, what, the, what do the Dolphins want to do? It's a going out of business sale tank. at this point. They yes. want to tank. Yeah. There's a good chance now they're going to have the number one pick from themselves because they stink. Yeah. And then... Like you said, Pittsburgh can be a top they pick. could be a top five, top ten pick. Maybe I'm trying to go after Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why the Dolphins are trying to go for Tua. I don't know why they want to go go get a quarterback in the first place. That's well, just that's a topic for another day. But I think that they're not doing right by Josh Rosen. I think I, I wasn't too fond of Josh Rosen, but there are so many holes in this Dolphins team. They have no weapons. They have some playmakers on defense, Xavier and Howard, but they're letting it go to waste. So hey, let's let's see what Josh Rosen has because guess what? If you have two first round picks next year and you could keep Josh Rosen, you go out there and you can get him, uh, uh, Judy from Alabama as a top weapon. Then you go out there and maybe get Chase Young, a defensive end from yeah. Ohio State. You're bettering your team and you have a quarterback. That's your first step of building a new maybe team. The Dolphins are really aiming for Justin Herbert from Oregon. Yeah, I, uh, they, they, if they want a quarterback, it seems like they're going after Tua. Yeah, I think so. That's too. that's their guy, and they'll get him because they will. Most definitely, I will put money on it right now. We'll have the number one pick because they stink. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> let's move on to another team trying to rebuild for the future. After the Giants losing against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, Eli Manning has been demoted to the bench in favor of rookie Daniel Jones. So, guys, I want to ask, is this the end of Eli's career at 116 wins and 116 losses? And if so, is he a Hall of Famer when the books all close on him? So I will say that uh, this argument is one of the most flexible in the NFL, but I really do think Eli is a Hall of Famer. And I really think that with all of the criticism and pressure that we put on players in just professional sports who excel in the regular season but not in the postseason, I think we have to give the same vice versa credit to Eli in this situation, right? Despite his longevity not being injured, but he doesn't have the longevity of talent, he still has those 
packed in years of success with quality defenses. Obviously, the ball bounces a certain way, and he gets lucky once in a while. But Eli Manning, I just can't see a world in which he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I just think all of these quarterbacks of this era, Rivers, Roethlisberger, Eli, the guys that you've seen in the media recently, th- these are these are guys who engineered a generation of quarterbacks. That was They were all guys that were kind of behind Brady and Peyton. And, you know, you even look at Peyton and say... Peyton was the opposite of Eli. Peyton had success in the playoffs with the Broncos being dragged, basically, with the Colts in his prime. But in the the regular season, he was a stud. Playoffs, most of the time, outside those two Super Bowls, he's struggling. He's having a tough time getting to the game, getting to that that point. So I think you have to give that credit to Eli, even though he doesn't have the, the decade of dominance that some of the other quarterbacks in the Hall have. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I I know he's going to get in. Because he's Eli Manning. He's got the last name. He's part of the royal family of the NFL. Uh, but to be honest, when I look at his numbers, they're not that great. He, listen, these last three years, last three years, he's going 0 and 2, 5 and 11, and 3 and 12 as a starter. But, and but a year uh, before that, he went 11 and 5. And four years uh, before that, I don't mean to interrupt. Doesn't have a double digit. I don't. Win. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, interrupt you, go, but go. one thing is when you look at quarterbacks in their later careers or even any in any pro sport the committee tends to block out those later years when you're past your prime or when you're struggling like they, like like if you look back a lot of players in the hall of fame not just the nfl not just the, like look at Derek jeter's last few years they weren't great but guess what he's a first ballot hall of famer you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that eli and, and, and Derek jeter are on the same level but but you you know Committees tend to forget and say, "Okay, you know, yeah, it was a bad teams you were playing for. You were getting, you were running for your life." So I just, I just, I don't want to interrupt you, but I think that's a point that you should keep in I mind. I understand, but I think a lot of why he's going to get in the Hall of Fame is because of his last name, and like who his dad is and who his brother is. I think it'd just be a bad look on the NFL if they didn't put this guy in the Hall of Fame. He's a Giants quarterback, never had a problem off the field. He plays for one of the, the bright teams for the NFL. It's, the Giants are part of that. Tier one where the NFL wants that team to do well. Like they're in New York. That's the what the second biggest market or the first biggest yeah, market. Something in, like that. Yeah, in the NFL. So they want him to do to be doing really well. And listen, he's a hundred sixteen and a hundred sixteen as a starter. Mm-hmm. He's five hundred. Yeah, that but doesn't, that doesn't but, want uh, me as a Hall of Fame. Uh, but, and I understand he has two Super Bowls. But besides that, he had a really great defense in 2007. 2011, to be honest, that season was just the, probably the worst NFL season of all time, in my in my opinion. And I get it. You got two Super Bowls, but so does Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett has two Super Bowls. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Mm, I don't know, though. Joe Namath. Joe I, Namath. Yes, Joe Namath, has, yeah, Joe Namath has a losing record. But that's see, Joe Namath, for me, I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer. But the fact of how much he meant to the NFL, that's why he's in the Hall. What does he mean to the NFL though? That Eli story. So part of the so for me, and I agree with this. If you have, if you're part of the big story of the NFL, if you had to tell somebody who knows zero things about the NFL, and you had to include that person to tell them that story about the NFL, Joe Namath, you have to include. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't have to include Eli. I I would just disagree with that. No, but the only reason why I'm including Eli is because of what he did at the NFL draft. And who he's related to? I wouldn't I'm say not that because of who, what he did. Well, how about the fact that he What's made the story right? Well, no, but like, I just want to say, I would say he made he escaped the pocket and made an incredible throw to beat the undefeated 
Patriots. Bill Belichick. I don't think it was a good throw. I think it was just an amazing catch. I don't even. I mean, the fact he's able to throw. escape pressure and That's still cool. get the ball off. And then two years later, he makes another clutch throw on the sideline to Mario Manningham. To four beat years it. later. Four years later. Sorry. To beat Mario, to to Mario Manning, to beat the Patriots once again, mm. and that's the reason why you're gonna remember him too in history. Because think about Bill Belichick's dominance, right? If he retires next year and he never loses another Super Bowl again, the three players that the three things that you're gonna remember is is Eli Manning and the David Tyree catch knocking off the undefeated Patriots, right? Yes. Then doing them four years later, and then your Philadelphia Eagles, Dougie P, knocking off the Patriots with with Nick Foles. Yes. And, you know, just besides that, two Super Bowl rings, you know, I feel like you get extra comfort when you play in a big city. The yeah. fact that he played yeah, in New York, the, play, the fact that he played in New York, the fact that he was a face of New York for so many years, the fact that he was yeah. a face of the Giants organization, the, the fact that through thick and thin he stayed there and kept his mouth shut and played his heart out until last week, until, you know, he would have played his heart out this week if he had to play against Tampa Bay. Sure. That's another reason why they'll get him in the Hall of Fame. And I, I don't know, depending on, on what the story is, I feel like you got to include Eli in there somewhere. you got to include those two You do, because what he, what he did, what he knocked did. him off the Bill If you Belichick tell the story, then you also tell the story of the 17-0 Patriots, and then you tell the story of how they got knocked off in the Super Bowl and couldn't complete the perfect And to say, too, you also include your Philadelphia Eagles in that story, too, Absolutely. because of what they did yeah, with a backup quarterback yeah. in their first Super Bowl against this dominant force in Bill Belichick right, and Tom this Brady. Is, this is what I'm also saying. How come Jim Plunkett doesn't have a Hall of Fame? Like, why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? He won two Super Bowls as well. Like, I, I don't get because he's part of the royal family. If he was, if he did was Plunkett have a Super if he was John Smith and he was in Arizona and he had two Super Bowls, he would not did, be in the but, Hall of Fame. But did Plunkett have two luxurious victor- victories like Eli Manning had, knocking off, Super Bowls. Uh, but did he knock off the undefeated Patriots led by Bill Belichick and Tom I, Brady? I, I get it. Yeah, then did sure. he do it again four years later? I get it, but it's not just the story. It's The story has to be part of it. He's got that story part. And Jim Plunkett has no, has he, no Pro Bowls. Ever, yeah, but was he ever a top 10 quarterback? Eli Manning? Eli, yes. 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 No. yes. yes. He was, all, yes. He was top yes. 10. Yes. Yes. You can't he say was. he's not top 10. You no, can argue maybe he's not top 5. five. definitely never not top 5. Not top 5, but Jim wasn't. You, you're saying Jim Plunkett was the top 5 Jim Plunkett was never made no. a Pro Bowl. Listen, never. I'm saying if you're putting in Eli Manning because he has two Super Bowls, awesome. Then why isn't Jim Plunkett? It's more than the two Super Bowls. It's a story, as you say. It's a story behind it. So does Jim Plunkett. What's his story? All right, so he got drafted by the or by the Patriots. Right, okay. And then he was just doing... Awful okay. down there, so they cut him, and then the and then uh, the Raiders pick him up, and then they win two Super Bowls. With so it's him. a happy go. That's a happy go lucky it's a, story. It's, it's a good story, but it, the fact that it's so long ago, that's why people forget. Well, that's about maybe it. that will get that they story will get prisoner of the moment. That that's story, yeah, yeah, and that story will get you maybe into the Raiders Hall of Fame, but it's not as big as. But we're the not being, we're, we're not being prisoners him. of the moment because we're saying Eli sucks now, but Eli was good before. Why should he not get affected for sucking now? Because no, it's it's because people kind of we never we take a championship. We're the Super Bowls. We give him the Super Bowls. We have to give him the freaking bad seasons too. Right, yeah, but if then, we give Marino the Hall of Fame, we also got to give him the rap for never for never winning Marino a Super Bowl. Was the best at his. But Marino never won a Super Bowl. He, Eli did something that Marino couldn't do, and he twice. did it twice. Twice. That's fine. That is. But fine. that's the thing. That's but what I'm saying. If we're Right. Rag on players sure. who can't win titles, who can't, especially mm. in the NBA. Then, and NFL. That, that's that's a different story. The NFL. In, in the, the NFL, I'm talking about the NBA because oh, it's the NBA. very important. I'm talking about just in professional sports right. in general. Okay. Then we got to give credit to the guys who have had playoff success. And if it was like a one time with a really really good defense, I would understand. Maybe you know that's you don't give Eli that. That was that's what it was in 
2007. But that's what I'm saying is it's twice. It's, a, it's twice in a short span against the same legacy team, against the greatest QB coach duo of all time. I guess. I'm just saying a lot of it is because he's part of the Royal family. No, I don't. Like, I, Is I, Archie in the Hall of Fame? No. No. No, he's not. That's not. what I'm saying. So so he's not part of the royal family. Archie Manning no, is no, not. They are the royal family because Archie Manning, he was the guy who made the Saints somewhat relevant. And the way, if you followed Archie Manning's career, he stunk. Yeah. He was not He was that not good. good. But it was because his team was bad. Him individually, he was a really good player, especially when he went to Ole Miss in college. Yeah. He was a great player at Ole Miss. But because the Saints were the Saints... He never got a but chance. He, but he doesn't make the hall, so I they're not the not royal the family. But, but because, but he is, he is. Peyton viewed is. As a, I know, but he's viewed as a pioneer, and because his daddy, right, got Eli to not play for the Chargers, like he had power there. That was all Archie there. That mm. was, I mean, I know Eli has something to do with it, but if I Archie mean, didn't say, oh, you don't well, want to go to the Chargers, but like Eli would have played for the Chargers. I don't know, but like I just like that that debate. Just like you know, I don't I don't ever take that debate seriously because you know what? At the end of the day. If the roles were reversed, like both team ended up with good quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Like, 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 is Phil Rivers yeah. going to be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Oh my God! If he's a Hall of Famer, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Oh my God! He should not be a Hall of Famer because of what? Because Eli his has a better case. Because he has rings. Yeah, because he has rings. But oh, don't even get me started on Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is what five and nine in in the playoffs. That's terrible. So, so, that so it's not because. So, so you're saying that. And Manning, there's no story with him. Manning, I can will, tell the NFL story Manning will get Phil into Rivers. it over Rivers, not because his last name is Manning, but because he has two rings. Say that again? It's not Manning will, will get in over Rivers, not because his last name is Manning, but because he has the two rings, right? I'll give it to Manning over because Phil Rivers. What? Not Phil because Rivers has the numbers. I don't but Philip Rivers has been a top five quarterback in this league. Has he? I will not Excuse never. me? No, no, I, will, I know you were watching football when you were 12 on the couch. I will vouch for Drew that statistically speaking... You can go this, back. Philip Rivers was a top five. We had this whole argument about but McNabb what, and what Rivers. Is he, what is he in the postseason? And I don't care if we're over for this topic. Okay. This is a good topic. But anyway, this is BS because then if Philip Rivers is in the Hall of Fame, well, that's not where the right. hell is he? Listen, we where this, the hell is Donovan McNabb? We had this whole there? argument on a show about McNabb and Rivers one yes, time. Yes, exactly. Donovan McNabb should be in the Hall of Fame if you're going to put Philip Rivers in there. Philip Rivers has never even been in the Super Bowl. And Philip Rivers has played with Hall of Famers. Antonio Gates, LaDainian Tomlinson, Junior Seau, Marty Schottenheimer's a great coach. How many coaches does he need, Phil Rivers? If he's so good, why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Or why isn't he in the Super Bowl at least once? Why? Because he's, he's not that good. Because he's played he, in the same no, conference as the Patriots for his oh, whole career. Oh, great. So did Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, Joe and he could, he could barely ben Roethlisberger. Get, they could I, barely get in there. But they did it, There's though. a reason why the only quarterbacks who have won the AFC are Brady, Roethlisberger, and Flacco, and Manning. On, don't even get Those are the only on quarterbacks that have won the AFC in the, that span God. of time. Now I'm, I'm not saying news. Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but what Drew, what Drew said was that Phillip Rivers was a top-five quarterback in the season. And I agree. Multiple. Multiple years. He was a no, top five. Yes, absolutely he is. Absolutely not. He's not a Hall of Famer, though. That's fine. I'm pretty sure he was a top five quarterback last year. Top that's seven. Top, top seven, seven last year, right? He's been top seven. For okay, his whole career, fine. he's basically been top ten. In his late 30s. That's fine. In his late but 30s. He doesn't do anything in the post. All right, so that that's means fine. you got to give Eli the berth because you can't stand on both but sides no, of the I bridge. Want both. You can't. For a Hall of Fame quarterback, you got to do both, man. You got to do well in the postseason and in the regular season. That's, not That's what Donovan does. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? What? Donovan, Donovan got zero rings. Oh. Zero rings. See, neither does Dan Marino. 
Why is he in? Because, because, uh, because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Okay, but listen, Donovan McNabb did well in the regular season did, with nothing, right? And then when he had nothing. something, he got to the Super Bowl. Let's talk. Well, let's go back to your story. So uh, no, 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 no. I want to go back to what you were saying before okay. about the story yeah. thing, yeah, right? Let's go to the story. You could talk about the story without Phil Rivers. No, you can, but yes, can you can. talk about us? Like, does Donovan McNabb need to be involved in the story? No, 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 yes, no, 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 I got you guys right here, right now, because this is gonna be a biased opinion, but I'm ready for championships. Five. Oh, oh. Okay. How many you, you don't get to skip. You don't get to skip five NFC championships. Yes, you do. You don't get to skip that. Yes, you do. Because four of them, the other team went on to play in the Super Bowl, well, and one of play. them, you McNabb just said didn't the legacy win. of the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots. Who are the Patriots? They lost beat, exactly, right? exactly. The, the legacy. The Patriots no, are a bulldozer. That's, that's the that's point. Bull crap to its fullest. If Philip Rivers makes the Hall of Fame, then Donovan McNabb the does. The Patriots are a bulldozer franchise. Famer, but I'm just saying, if Philip Rivers makes it, you better put Donovan the McNabb. The Eagles in. are just that, another or else team. That's racist. That's racist as crap. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I hate to bring race into it, <laughs> but that would be race. That would be racist right there. What? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Stop, Stop yes, it. Okay. Absolutely. John, the Patriots are a bulldozing franchise dynasty, so they have bulldozed over a lot of teams, like the Eagles. That's why it's so special so, for the Giants to beat in, them twice. In your mind, Phil Rivers, right, is a Hall of Famer, but Donovan McNabb is not. No, we had this discussion, and I think I can see that both of them should make the Hall. Okay. All right. Good. And I wasn't saying that. Donovan shouldn't, but we were talking about the story. I'm saying, McNabb's not you, a part of the story. He's got no, a bigger part not. of the story than Phil Rivers. No, I'm not talking about Does Phil Rivers not? now, John. I'm what? Talk, John, I'm talking. Hold on. No, I'll, no, I'll no, take no, care no. of you later, no, sir. No, no. <laughs> Mr. Drew Bishop, you said <laughs> Phil Rivers has a bigger part of the NFL story than Donovan McNabb. I'd say, I'd say. Is that coming out of your mouth? I'd say growing up, there was Philip Rivers was more competitive with the teams in his conference than Donovan was, that was with him. That is the biggest BS I've ever heard in my entire That might be the worst take you've ever had. Rivers was Rivers was more of a cornerstone of the AFC quarterbacks than McNabb was of NFC. That is, no. I think, honestly, you're just prisoner of the moment and you don't remember much of what Donovan McNabb did. No, I, I do remember watching Donovan McNabb because I lived in Philadelphia when he played and he just, to me, he doesn't have his cornerstone moment, right? What's his moment? Throwing up in the huddle. Throwing up in the huddle. Ah, oh, that's true. What's his <laughs> cornerstone moment? He broke his ankle. And was still able to finish the game against the Arizona Cardinals in a division game. This is when back when the Cardinals were in the NFC East. Didn't Rivers do that too? Didn't he have an injury and he finished the game in the playoffs? Wouldn't be surprised. Okay, that's fine. But what the heck did he do in the postseason? But okay, he stinks. So and what did Donovan McNabb do? So what? Five made... NFC championships. Hey. And do you guys not understand? I, you know what? Five Actually, I, get, I get the point. Appearances. Here's the, here's the root of the problem. <laughs> Your teams have never made the AFC Championship or the NFC Championship in your lifetime. Hey, I got, That's why. I got you guys just no, don't no, understand. No, no, no. So that means you're so wait, it's, it's biased. That means your take is biased. It's fact. John, how do you feel about fact. how do you feel about participation trophies? Right. Congratulations. Oh, this has nothing to no, do with no, no, participation no, 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 no. Let trophies. Let me let's answer my question. I'm not saying McNabb is a Hall of Famer. How do you? But if you're putting Phil Rivers in the Hall of Fame, then you definitely got to put Donald McNabb. But you're saying this story is oh five NFC Championships he went to. So let's congratulate a guy. Let's reward a guy. For almost being there, like oh, it's like the commercial. Oh, I got a dollar. You almost got it. You're almost. <laughs> That's what we're doing, with Phil Rivers. If he gets in the Hall of Famer, none of us are saying he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, then why do we bring him up? Because I was using it as a comparison, and then you went off to topic. Eli. Yeah. You say I wanted to say this because you said, well, if if McNabb never won a Super Bowl and Marino never did it, how come Marino's in the Hall of Fame? And you mentioned the story thing before. Yeah. You could tell a story about the NFL. I can tell. A, you know, a, a random person in the street. They're like, "Hey, give me, th just give me the spark notes edition about the NFL uh, rundown." Oh, no, 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 no. Story. That's a story. Okay. That's a spark notes. 
The story is when you actually read it. Right. There's no spark notes. Okay, <laughs> okay. This is no, the no, NFL. No, no, John is fired yeah. up. Yeah. Well, right. saying, you said if you said before, if you had to give someone a quick rundown who never watched football. No, not a quick rundown. I'm talking about the story. But there's no McNabb has five appearances. He doesn't have take wins. Holy he doesn't have wins. He has five appearances. in the NFL. I don't know because I don't have the records on tap. Let me just finish what I have to say because I'm telling you it's a good point. All right? Go. You could tell the story of the NFL, Spark Notes Edition, Full Notes Edition, whatever edition you want to give it, John, you could do it without Donovan McNabb. If I, I was an so, editor yeah. and I saw that in there, I would say, we could we could take this stuff. But you can't talk about the NFL. So. You can't talk about the history. You could talk about Dan Marino. You can't do it. Where's my podcast director? You know, I'll go grab him right go, now. Go grab him We're right in the middle of this. Go get him. Oh, I don't care. Open that door. Open the second door. I have, and to, go go to, get I have to go to work. All right, that's fine. That's fine. No, listen. Hold on. I got Sam. No, no, no. You can't get Zingo because, first of all, he's a violation on him. He's wearing a Panthers hat as an Eagles fan. Okay, take that Panthers hat off. No, he's okay, coming in. Come I want in. everyone's but opinion But he's also an Eagles fan. I want, I want everyone's a opinion Eagles fan in here. Boys, boys. No, but he's a Hold logical on. Eagles fan. He's no, a lot. I'm not biased. He is one. No, he's not. He is one of the most logical, unbiased Eagles fan. Sam, ask the Patriots fan first. Sam. Okay, I'm sorry. Who is part of the NFL story? Donald McNabb or Phil Rivers? Who the has NFL more? Story. Yes, who has more? Not the Spark like Notes edition, Wait, the right, real question, edition. Question. Yes. As in like the ESPN Plus series where Peyton Manning is going over the 100 years of football. Sure. Who do you include yeah. more, who, Donovan yeah. McNabb or Phillip Rivers? Yes. I think in the short term, I'd take Donovan McNabb. Thank you, thank you. But I think in my lifetime, the longer that I've watched, like in the span that I've watched football, I'm going Phillip Rivers. Exactly, because it also has to do with age, exactly. But I would say Donovan McNabb. Okay, thank you. Mike, what about you? Um, he I, loves Phil Rivers. That's why you grabbed him. You son of a bee. Well, we had this, we had, I know, but we had this debate. Philip Rivers also has like a hundred kids. All right, go ahead. I, I actually want. I actually. I think Philip Rivers, but I want to hear the argument for Donovan McNabb. Oh, over then you Phillip can listen Rivers. to the podcast but because like, I'm not going over that again. Because like, John's about participation <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it because he has five NFC Championship appearances. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Like Philip Rivers. What has Philip Rivers done? I Mike, like you know what? I'm not having this argument with you okay. again. Yeah, that, that, right. that's you fair. You listen to the podcast, I, I buddy. Phillip Rivers. I want to make, make, make a point. Um, before you guys recorded, a uh, friend of the show, Ray Dunn, recorded his podcast. Oh, yeah, shout out. Out. Listen to the Dunn deal. He, he gave uh, us a shout-out, uh, yeah, so yeah, I got to plug him in. Ray made a good point talking about whether Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame or not. And looking at quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, quarterbacks – in the NFL, make the Hall of Fame based off accomplishments and mm. not stats. Mm. Therefore, in the NFL, when you weigh quarterbacks, accomplishments are over stats Perfect. for the most part. What, what did Phil Rivers Therefore, Donovan McNabb's your guy. There you go. Yeah, but when you, when you look at Donovan McNabb's success and, oh, he went to an NFC championship game, like how many people are seriously going to fo- focus on the fact that Jake DeLone was, won the 2003 NFC championship game? How much one? of the story of the NFL is that? Just one. It was just one. Yeah, just like McNabb yeah, but, only yeah, won but one. No, yeah, but I mean, like, no one's going to care. Like, in 2002, no one's well, going to care that Donovan McNabb was an NFC champion. What did Jake DeLome do? People care about John Gruden Besides and the that. Buccaneers that year. You know what? Then, I have said this 30 times. And I had this debate with Mike Zingroni last year. Yeah, and I to the point where Chris Lerner of the Golf Channel was like, this is awesome. 
Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. I remember that. Yeah, but listen, I can't, I can't have this debate anymore. If M- McNabb's run has been shadowed by the Patriots, and the NFC has been shadowed by John Gruden. In the early 2000s, mm. he was shadowed by the greatest show on turf. So it's not like his story is that vital. It wasn't even like he was the biggest storyline in the NFC. I'm during not that saying time McNabb's period. a Hall of Famer, but I'm saying I'm not saying he's a Hall of thing. Famer. Yeah, the whole thing is Philip Rivers is more important in NFL history, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I know. That's that, where that's I the question. So I say yeah, Philip Rivers. Yeah, but no. Who is more important in the NFL history? It's Donovan McNabb, without a doubt. First of all, for, you know being, what? for being booed off the stage in 1999 when he got drafted, right? That's a story within itself. Is it not? People get booed all the time. Not in the NFL draft. Who gets booed when oh. they get drafted? Uh, Daniel, Del- Daniel Jones? <laughs> wasn't that he wasn't like, booed? No, it wasn't like that. I was with like, you. He was listen. booed. Giants no, 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 fans no, no, were no. mad. I guess they were. No, no, no. You're I right. guess they so. Were, no, no right. not I guess so. No, but this was, that was a We were surprise. at the bar when that, that was, happened. That was a bigger surprise. everyone was like, what? But that was a bigger <laughs> surprise than. Our program director, Gary, was just. I know. I get it. I get it. All right, so you know what? We got to move on. We got to. No, I don't this debate. When you're listening to this podcast, Tweet us your response to this. Let us know if you think Donovan McNabb or Phil Rivers is more important to tell the story of the NFL, and if you think any of those guys should be Hall of Famers. Fair enough. Let's get sure. let's get the fans well, they, involved. Both of them should not be Hall of Famers. All right. Well, let the, John don't let, let them the express their own decide, opinion, decide, man. Let John yell at you. I'm just trying to educate people because a lot of people clearly don't understand what the heck it takes to be a Hall of Famer. That's all. Oh. Doesn't take much in the NFL to be a Hall of Famer. I guess not. That's why Eli will be if you, one. If you allow freaking Rivers, in. none of us said that Phil Rivers should be a That's Hall fine. of Famer. Yeah, I bet Mike thinks he's a Hall of Famer. See, I told you this <laughs> is why I'm eating it because I know that's why you brought him in. I knew from the no. from the jump. Why would Zingo I want to bring him in if I don't think he's a Hall of Famer? We know Zingo. Zingo's got flyer shirt. Enough. Zingo has a hashtag man crush. What a terrible hashtag! Zingo's got a man crush on Philip Rivers. Can we move to the next topic? Move to the topic. All right. All right, guys. After that heated debate, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Let's settle it I'm down. Little, all right, my white hairs have officially spread out. So, will the Eagles land Jalen Ramsey, and what should they be willing to give up for him? And to be honest, I have a really good feeling that they will get Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you think, must be delusional. No, no, no. Listen, I think they have a good shot at getting him because they want they're willing to give up the first round pick. They do their homework on every player that becomes available. Yep. And they need a corner they need a corner that badly. Where Jalen Ramsey, he could take over this team, be be the leader on defense when Malcolm Jenkins leaves. Mm-hmm. Because Jalen Ramsey's only twenty four years old. He'll be twenty five in a month or so. So wow. Actually just got some pretty big news for the Cowboys. Cowboys are cutting Taco Charlton. That's pretty big. That is that pretty was their big. 2017 first-round pick. But anyway, so. It's our only miss. Wow. Yeah, that was a big-time miss, though. But anyway, um, Jalen Ramsey, I think the Eagles should go after him. I think they will be willing to give up a first-round pick and more. And Jalen Ramsey, oh, my God. Howie Roseman loves Jalen Ramsey. Doug Peterson talked about Jalen Ramsey saying that he's one of the top corners in the league. He's somebody that you have to watch out for on every single play. And I know Howie is able to get a deal done with Jalen Ramsey because the Eagles have $28 million in the cap as of this morning. So, if you're an Eagles fan listening to this, get excited because I think there's a really good shot the Eagles will land Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the Minka Fitzpatrick trade would have made so much more sense for the Philadelphia Eagles, right? With I the, guess so. Oh, yeah, the, and also, I'd be willing to give a first, a fourth-round pick and Russell Douglas slash Ronald Darby for Jalen Ramsey. Of course you would, because neither of them are, are A1 typical corners exactly. for a playoff team. But there are some people that wouldn't give that up. 
which is crazy because they're they're weird. Yeah. But and people get too attached to first round picks. Once again, the yes, the, the thing that I just march to the end of the road is if if you have a hole on your team, if you have one glaring hole, which is what the Eagles have in their secondary, what they've had for the past few years, if you have that glaring hole, use your first round fix pick to fix it. Versus having your pick be 22, you get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs because you don't have a caliber secondary that can compete with with stud-wide receivers. Get that so you can actually play up, and then your first-round pick is worth practically nothing, and now you have a corner. We talked earlier on our our last show, John. You really want Jalen Ramsey to be locked down to that deal if you're going to give up more than that first, fourth, and a corner. If the Eagles have to give up two first-round picks, Mm -hmm. I want Jalen Ramsey to agree to a new deal. And I agree. I agree because this is something where if the Eagles make this much of a move, this much of a trade, you want your star there for a long term. Exactly. You want to have that A1 corner, and that automatically gives you a lot more security when you play teams like the Falcons with Julio Jones or like the Texans with the. Andre Hopkins. You play the Cowboys twice a year. They have Amari Cooper. So you have to just look inside your roster and think to yourself, is there a player that we can get that's better, that will fill us better? Last year's first-round pick was Andre Dillard. He's not even playing at this point, right? Mm. He's he's sitting on the bench, taking yeah. up a 53-man roster spot yep. versus trading that pick for a player that can help you win now. So I'm 100% in favor of of giving up a first, uh, a mid-level pick. And if you have to go up a corner, fine. I mean, your corners are getting burned all day. Yeah. You're not going like, to like what I have to say, John. Oh, boy. Should the Eagles go after Jalen Ramsey? Absolutely. Every team should go after Jalen Ramsey. Oh, okay. Do the Eagles desperately need Jalen Ramsey? Uh, Yeah, they do. Okay. But will the Eagles acquire Jalen Ramsey? I don't think they have the guts to That's pull. That's fine. Tra- you could think. That. I don't think they have the guts to pull off a trade. They don't have the big. guts. I don't think they could do it. Is this okay. mall shopping, Chris? Are they mall shopping Jalen Ramsey right now? No, I think that I think that after seeing last week's game, they they are serious. I think that they are actually maybe you know have their credit card out, but still kind of just like I don't know if I should purchase this because uh, you know what, and you know what, I, I'm not I'm not bashing how I think he's a great GM. He taught Joe Douglas very well, who I'm very happy with so far. But the Eagles, to me, I don't think they're a team that wants to pull this big of a trade in the middle of the season. That just doesn't seem like what Howie and the Eagles like to do. They like to go after sneaky moves, you know? They do. Jalen Ramsey, it's too big of a name for me that I think the Eagles will go after right now. To give up a first-round draft pick from now, maybe even two first-round draft picks. Because if I'm Jacksonville, no, they're not getting I'm asking for two first-round draft picks. Right, I would, too. I'm I would ask for, for two first-round you know picks and a billion dollars. I would ask you know, for a pony. Get you know it. why? Because yeah. a team, teams... Who like maybe Kansas City or maybe LA, they'll be like, hey, we know we're one big piece, just like the Eagles, they're one big piece away from really solidifying their defense with any helping. Yes. But maybe those teams are more eager to pull the trigger. Here's here's a thing that I don't think people are talking about. The Jaguars, right? They have a really good relationship with Howie and the Eagles. And a lot of these guys, a lot of these deals happen because you owe them one. These GMs are friends. Everybody yeah. that shares the same position, they talk to each other. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team that has a better offer, but because the Eagles allowed, basically let Nick Foles walk in free agency to go to Jacksonville. The fact that Tom Coughlin is familiar with the Eagles organization, Dave Caldwell is familiar with the Eagles organization, I think the Jaguars are willing to give Jalen Ramsey to the Eagles just as a favor for allowing it's them to It's true. So you think Tom Coughlin? It's weird stuff like that. that Tom Coughlin would be sports. like, okay, giving a top corner to a former rival. 
Like you think I mean, the former? No, that's uh, not no. the thing. Here's the thing, He's though. A Here's the thing: the Real candidates, the candidates for Jalen Ramsey, I think the top ones right now are the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't between think the Chiefs are between them, between the two options, right? Him. Who do the Jaguars trade to? Not their division rival. Yeah, exactly. They trade to the Philadelphia Eagles in yes. the opposite conference. It totally makes sense, right? Yeah. They they were very cordial about the Nick yes, Foles situation, exactly. mostly for Foles's sake. But yes. I 100% agree with you. This is what happens in most sports. Yes. GMs say we've traded before, and you know this situation went down well. So you know let's keep that good blood going. It's yes. not like the Eagles and the Jags have to play each other They don't play each other for another four years. I disagree. I, 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 I agree years. with the sense of what you're saying. I, yeah. I do think that that's the case. But I don't think in a time like this are the, are the Jaguars who are really in desperate need because now they have no quarterback and with Nick Foles gone. Doug Marone is... is I, I, I don't know how he still has a job, but he, but he, a job. But he does, right? He, he has one. Leonard Fournette is kind of lingering around the word bust. Per se, maybe. Ah, uh, no, not a, no, not a bust. But Michael no. Charlton's a bust. Okay, yeah. not, but not, not living up to his hype. So if I'm Jacksonville, I'm not giving a discount to the Eagles because we have a happy-go-lucky relationship because we've done good deals before. I am trading a once-in-a-life, not once-in-a-lifetime, but I'm a generational cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. I'm not taking a. I am not giving someone a discount because we've done a good deal. I am taking the. I know you are not, but like it or not. Chris, the, I don't think happens. the Jaguars will. Uh, they need happens, they, they not a sig- good deal. But the fact that if the Jaguars, if the Eagles have a competitive offer to the best offer that the Jaguars have, like let's say the Browns give up a really good offer, but the Browns are in the same conference as the Jaguars, and say the Eagles maybe have the same offer, it's competitive. They're going to bring. They're going to put Jalen Ramsey. But what's the difference of this offer? Because if, if a difference of so if, if, the, the, right, so if it's a first round saying, pick from the Eagles and a fourth round pick from the Eagles and the Jag and the say the Browns have the same exact offer, they're going to are they're going to send Jalen Ramsey to sure okay no 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 I, I'm saying that but I'm saying if the Eagles are saying oh we'll give you a first and a fifth and the and the Jets are like we'll give you a first and a fourth and maybe a fifth next year they're giving them an extra pick. They're going to go with the team that's giving them the extra pick and a better round. I guess so, yeah. And I'm not saying the Jets are going to go after yeah, him, but sure. I'm just using it as an yeah, example. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, like the, the, the trajectory of right. the draft pick. Yeah, sure, you could say that. All right, guys. So Thursday night football, let's make our picks really quick. Titans at Jaguars. First of all, are you guys going to be watching the game? Probably. I will. <laughs> I debated this. I might turn on like the second this, half if I'm bored. This is the funny part. Whenever I think of Thursday Night Football, I always go to this matchup. This yeah. is, I feel like this matchup happens every single this year. This is literally, yes, it is because they, they play each other twice a year, right? Yeah. And and they're like, oh, let's just make this, you know, the matchup. And I don't want to get off tar- yeah. track, but yeah. I saw you tweeting to Mike Zingroni yeah. about how bad the Monday Night games are coming up. Yeah. Bad. bad. Why is the NFL doing us dirty like this? Why? Why do I have to watch the Bears Andrew's and Redskins happened. on Monday night? And Sunday night yeah. is getting, like, yeah, the good right. ones. Sunday night's getting some good games. Yeah, but like, like they paid for. Like the Browns, but in the Browns and Rams, like, okay, it's going to be a cool game. It's nice. It's going to be nice. Some high-rate offenses. I'm okay, with I'm okay with it. But, like, Bears, Redskins, like, that's that's, that's a 7-3 game. Uh, that's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no, That's absolutely horrendous. But right. who are you guys taking tonight? I am going to take the Titans. Ooh, the Titans, man. I'm gonna take the Jags. Okay. I think the Jags. I think the Jags are gonna build off this momentum. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's a lot of media scrutiny towards that last play call uh, down the stretch. I think they're gonna build on it, okay. uh, and that's what I hope. I hope for because I'm yeah, this game's so boring. I just think the Jalen Ramsey storm is just it's just too turbulent, and I think the Jaguar. He's players, not gonna play, is much, he? Yeah, no, he is. He it's is too much of a distraction for the Jaguars right now. And I think the Titans they're pissed about losing to the Colts the way they did. I think, and I always take the home team on Thursday Night Football. Well, I'm going to take the Titans. Too. Oh, Chris, what do you got? Um, 
Ugh, I don't even know. Like this is just this like, is one of those games where you're just like, like, it's like whatever. It's like it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. what, did I, what did I say last week? The Titans are a team that plays to their opponents, right? So they yeah. they they beat up on the Cleveland Browns, and then what do they do? They they lose Crap in heartbreaking bad, fa- yeah. fashion to the Andrew Luckless Colts, right? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna like say that. they're gonna play to their opponents again this this week, and I say Gardner Minshew. Leads the Jaguars to victory, but it's I like, so. like it's Marcus like a twenty to seventeen game, and it's a sloppy, just disgusting Thursday night football game where it's like, you know, like if you have any fantasy guys, it's not going to be fun because like the third string tight end is going to catch a touchdown for the Jaguars. Whoever has a Steelers, whoever has a Titans receiver and Jaguars receiver, that's your team probably sucks. No, yeah, like you're, you're like <laughs> it's literally a game where the third like like Deion Lewis probably scores a touchdown, yeah. and like. The third string tight, the second string tight on the Jaguars catches like a, a Gardner Minshew like red zone True. touchdown and like Rockwell I mean, or Fournette runs it in from a yard. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd love to see Rockwell arms that. That'd be yeah, that'd be that would be nice. But. That is all the time we have. Thank you for listening to a fun-filled, energetic, hot take episode of Philly versus the World. We will be back next week for episode four.